We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Hey, y'all, this is Gretchen from Always a Lessons Empowering Educators podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts, but make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am so excited to have Dr. Nicholas Clement on the podcast today. Uh, He served for nine years as a superintendent of the Flowing Wells School District in Tucson, Arizona. And following his retirement in 2013, Dr. Clement was appointed to the Ernest McFarland Citizens Chair in Education by the Dean of the College of Education at Northern Arizona University. In this endowed full-time faculty position, Dr. Clement is responsible for teaching and advocating for education throughout Arizona and the nation. And I know that it's working throughout the nation as well because I met Dr. Clement up in Fairbanks, Alaska, where he was working with my superintendent and coaching and supporting her. And so that is very cool that she has a coach and uh, is an inspiring leader for me. So uh, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very honored. Oh, well, when I met you, we got to sit and chat for a little bit and I was really inspired by your continued passion and excitement for education. And so I'm excited to be able to talk to you today. And one of the things that that we talked about, among other things, was your legendary teacher day that you have started to celebrate legendary teachers. And I'd like to talk to you about that program and 
This is a a quick plug for all of you right now that you definitely want to take advantage of this. There's a link to legendaryteacher.com at the show notes for this episode on transformativeprinciple.org, but it's legendaryteacher.com and you need to go there and sign up to be part of this. And uh, Dr. Clement's going to tell us all about that now. So tell us about why you started Legendary Teacher. So quick backstory, day after I retired, I'd uh, been in the education business full-time, teacher, different administrative roles, uh, principal 11 years, superintendent nine. But I got up, uh, true story, I got up uh, the day after I retired and it was kind of like I was paralyzed. I sat on the bed and I had two burning questions that needed to be answered before I could move. And first one was, how did I get to this point in my life? 37 great years. I wouldn't change any part of my career. How did I get there? How did it, it wasn't just by chance that I was able to have this kind of career. And the second question, which ended up being very much related, is what am I going to do now? Yeah. I, I hear that happens a lot. <laughs> I'm not uh, necessarily different than any other person that retires. So, And I'll give you the quick answer. Uh, I sat there and it, it came to me pretty quick. I got to this position in my life because of a couple teachers in my life. Um, we are all great teachers, but I had a couple teachers that they didn't know it at the time, but they were modeling my career. And they never once verbally encouraged me to go into teaching, but because they were such great teachers, because they had those attributes and because they cared and because they were my cross-country coach and Mr. Potts was my, you know, got me into a a drama club and got me on stage. And I kept telling him I couldn't go on stage and I couldn't do these things. and, And he never gave up on me. That's why I went into teaching. And I think we all have those teachers that helped us at some point put us on a career path, and we might not have known it at the time, but they did. So the second question, what am I going to do now? Well, it was pretty obvious. It was a no-brainer that I need to go out and do something in my own way with my own resources to elevate this profession to the point that it needs to be. And what I focused on was let's all take some time, reflect on those Mr. Sorrell and Mr. Potts. Those were my two. And if they're still alive, if you can get a hold of them via email, phone call, you know, go visit them, that we all should do that. So I decided that I would create a day four years ago. I said, hey, we have days for all these other things. Let's have Legendary Teacher Day. And I was fortunate that at the time, Northern Arizona University came to me with an endowed position opportunity that fit right with what I wanted to do. So our goal is in five years, and we're coming up on that anniversary, that every school, every organization pauses on the fourth Thursday in September. And that everyone thinks about that legendary teacher in their life. And if they can, get a hold of them. It's a very simple concept. There's no profit motive here. There's no, all the information we have is open access. Um, We don't even need to know if you're celebrating it as an organization. 
uh, we can provide some support if you want it. I've got a little foundation and I ended up writing a book that it started with that answering those two questions and now has evolved to uh, supporting this day. And I have a book called Legendary Teacher Stories and we take the royalties and those go right back to teachers. So that's the backstory. That's pretty awesome. And what I what I love about it is that it's a way that anybody can participate. Anybody can step in and say, this matters to me and we can recognize the amazing people previously. And so, like you said, you're not tracking any of this, but or you don't have to track any of it, but you are tracking it. And, and what has been some of the impact that you've seen already? So one of the things that we've seen is that organizations, without being asked, end up adopting and sponsoring Legendary Teacher Day in a specific school. So, for example, the amphitheater school district here in Tucson, a credit union stepped up and said, you know what, we, you guys create a way to select one legendary teacher for this year, and we'll provide a $250 cash award. Now, I have, other than giving them the idea, uh, that came about all on, on its own. We have high schools that have their high school students write a note, an email to their elementary teacher. And all the high school kids pick one elementary teacher and they get a hold of them on that day. We've got one school district and we're hoping this, we can pull this off where there used to be a show where they would surprise a person with somebody in their life. What we are working with this district on is they're going to uh, have a teacher nominate a legendary teacher in that teacher's life. And we're going to surprise that teacher by bringing their teacher in, flying them in and surprising them on that day in front of their kids. So this can take, what's exciting to me is people make it their own. Um, We talk about personalized learning and I know that's a, that's such an incredible concept that is being pushed forward. This is a way to personalize it. Uh, legendary teacher day for each organization. We also have companies. We have uh, uh, the county attorney's office and they do their own thing. And they, we have corporations that simply put them an email out and encourage all their employees to uh, participate in legendary teacher day. So that's exciting to me. My goal is in maybe 10 years that it's just part of our culture. And no, no one even remembers me, puts my name to it. That would be the ultimate. Yeah. And your humility relating to this is, is awesome because this is a, this is a big deal and you've done a lot of stuff. And like I mentioned before, you can go to legendaryteacher.com and, and see more about it and figure out what you're going to do. And one of the things that you talk about on here is that recognizing the three tenets of a legendary teacher, which are building relationships, engaging deeply with students, and creating high expectations. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose those three? And I especially love that building relationships is the very first thing on that list. So what happened is uh, 1997, I did my dissertation on the principles perceived effectiveness of how new teachers are trained. Now, there's two ways you clear a room. One, you say, I'm going to talk about my dissertation. 
and the other yeah. you yell fire. Um, so I hope you don't lose uh, <laughs> listeners. I'll keep it very short. But part of my dissertation involved a, a literature review on the characteristics, the research proven characteristics of effective teachers. And I always had this idea that someday I'd like to take that information and put it into a book that people would actually read. And then I got this idea of telling stories about Mr. Potts and Mr. Sorrell. And and when I started outlining the stories, I thought it would be interesting to look at the common attributes of those 10 teachers I spotlight in my book and then crosswalk it to the literature about effective teaching. And then I had a third database in that I did used to do research or uh, focus groups, informal focus groups with students and um, K-12. And I'd ask them the question, what's the perfect teacher? So you take those, that qualitative and quantitative data. And those three attributes were the strongest shared attributes of my legendary teachers, what the research says, and what students say they want to see in the perfect teacher. Not only have a passion for it, it's supported by the, the literature. You, well, you know, and I, I've talked with you, and I know how important relationships are because we know, you know, your listeners know, if I don't trust you, if I don't see some type of relationship either forming or going to form, I can sit in your classroom, but I'm not going to engage. I'm not yep. my executive function is going to go somewhere else. And our brains are travelocity on steroids. They can go anywhere you want to go um, mentally. So to me, if we don't build relationships, learning doesn't occur. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. And and what I've seen so many times over and over again is that that relationship is the root cause of every negative interaction or discipline or whatever that is happening in the classroom, that if that relationship is there, then things can be overcome. And I just had a a situation where a, a teacher got some pretty bad news and she was visibly upset, rightfully so. And one of the students that has butt, butted heads with her numerous times, he asked her after class when she was still upset, he asked her if she needed a hug. And just from, you know, where he was in his heart and being able to have that relationship, even though they didn't agree on on a lot of things, he was able to step out of his comfort zone and say, this person's hurting and I don't know what else I can do, but he offered her a hug and and just to be able to to say, like, I empathize and feel for you was a really powerful experience for him and and for her as well. Yeah, I, I mean, that those are those stories that we need to share. We need to share them in leadership prep programs, whether they're masters or doctorate. Um, they need to be shared in every leadership meeting we have with our leadership team. Um, I'm a, a big advocate of storytelling and the power of of storytelling as it relates to leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So the other two are engaging deeply with students and creating high expectations. And we often talk about high expectations. And if you don't have 
a relationship with the student, your expectations don't really matter. Can you talk a little bit about it, what engaging deeply with students means in your definition? So, you know, we, the literature, staff development, 30 years ago, we talked about active participation. Okay. That should have and needs to evolve to active engagement because participation and engagement are two different things in my in my mind. You do need to participate to engage, but you can participate without engaging, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was doing an accreditation visit a couple of days ago at an alternative school. And this alternative school took the approach that we're going to have online learning as a supplement to direct teaching. And I saw a teacher with 12 kids who have had a history of disengaging from classes, from school. It was an anatomy lesson and they were doing a dissection on a sheep's eye. And then she integrated use of your cell phone, taking pictures of different phases of your dissection, using the computer to do your exit ticket to reflect. It was like the whole package. And those students were in working in groups, totally on task, but engaged, posing questions that the teacher wouldn't answer, if you know what I mean, because yeah, yeah. needed to. So to me, that, that total engagement, you know it when you see it. And it's a very challenging thing for teachers to get deep engagement, but we've got to continue to do it because that's where it gets sticky. That's where your learning sticks and transfers and you don't forget, you know. And I think sometimes we're too into the moment versus long term. If I learn this concept, did I learn it in a way that it will be with me forever? Yeah. And uh, listeners of this podcast who have, who have heard my conversation with Seth Godin know that he talks about that. The word he uses is enrollment and that when students are enrolled in the process, then they don't need the teacher to ask the question to get them engaged. They are the ones who are driving that and they are the ones who are leading it. And that's that is the next step up that is, yes, you're deeply engaged with the students, but you bring it to life in such a way that they want it to be part of their their life as well. And that is what is is so incredibly powerful. So Legendary Teacher Day this year is September 27th, 2018, which is uh, coming up soon. And so we need to, again, go to legendaryteacher.com and um, get the information. There's a resolution that you can give to your school board and resources for businesses and other things like that. And so this is, I think, a very valuable thing for anybody to participate in. What else would you have uh, people do, Nick, to get going on this? Well, th those are the main steps. If you want more information or you want some examples of how organizations and schools have, have created a program, um, just email me. Part of my support through Northern Arizona University, they have embraced it. So it's part of my responsibilities as the McFarland chair to continue to promote it and 
push it forward. So don't hesitate to email me and I'll um, send you information. I'll give you a quick rundown of what schools have done. The power is when a teacher gets a hold of me and says, you know, this student who graduated and it's been 20 years since I've heard from him or her and they got a hold of me and told me what they were doing in their life. And that brings chills up my spine and tears to those teachers. So that's what this is all about. And we just need to make sure that we're reflecting and and taking that little bit of time to to do that. I, I had a very special moment three weeks ago. I happened to be doing some consulting in Michigan and I was close enough that I went and saw the retirement ceremony for Mr. Potts. I mean, he was my seventh grade teacher and he just retired this month. Wow. That's crazy. We, we had a picture in a moment and, you know, so uh, that's what it's all about. And I'll provide as much support as I can. You just shoot me an email. Great. And the email people should email you at is nicholas.clement at nau.edu. Is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. And so you can definitely reach out to him. So the last question that I ask each guest, Nick, is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? So the one thing they can do is pick a class, pick a teacher, and substitute. I found it as superintendent, I didn't do it as often as I should, but taking a day and actually living the life for me, the last one I did was a second grade. I was a second grade teacher for the day. You know, it humbled me. It gave me that perspective about how how difficult effective teaching is, and it also models. We talked about engagement. Every faculty meeting, you should be engaging your faculty just like you want them to engage their students. So every every time Absolutely. you're in front of faculty, staff, Modeling should be happening, and I think substituting is a, a great way to do that. That is that is excellent advice. I just want to speak to that last thing you said about the the faculty meetings. That if your faculty meetings are not doing what you want teachers to be doing in your classes, in their classes, excuse me, then that's all on you as the leader, and you've got to be modeling there for them for sure. And that they're never going to do the things you want them to do if you aren't doing it there. If your faculty meetings are still the principal stand up in the front of the room and telling teachers a bunch of things, can you expect anything different in your classes? No, you can't. <laughs> so yeah, that that is great advice. I can't agree anymore. That is absolutely a, a truism. Yeah. Well, Nick, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principal. It's been an awesome conversation and I so appreciate your time and for creating Legendary Teacher Day. And again, go to legendaryteacher.com and get more information about recognizing that on September 27th, 2018. Great. And thank you. And give my regards to all my friends at Fairbanks. I sure will. Thank you. All right. Do you want to simplify your school's technology? save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments, 
You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.